Okay. Everyone's good. Yeah. Yes. You seeing your yes. waveform? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Darren, you wanna you wanna get us in here? Intro this. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the um, not the legacy uh, podcast. Um, right. Today we're gonna be uh, talking about Modern Horizons Two. This time, the blue cards. Very very calm. <laughs> right. Uh, you wanna give us a roll call? We'll start alphabetically again. So, uh, oh, it's Chris. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. oh we have, oh, a, we, we have, we have a fourth, Hello. fourth guest here. Hello, my name is Chris. Nice to meet all right. you all. Yeah, you kind of missed our intros in the first one, but uh, <laughs> when, when did you start playing Magic? Like, what set was out when oh, you started playing Magic? I think I'm pretty sure I started around Guilds of Ravnica. Oh, so right. I think maybe I've been playing for about like two years now. On and off, uh, started standard and popper, slowly getting into modern. Oh, you play popper? Wait, what? Oh yeah, we had a popper. State. Very, very small popper base. <laughs> <laughs> you played like, uh, like four games together. Okay. Gary's wow. Gary's OP now. Huh? Yeah, play. yeah. And after Chris, we have Darren, Kevin, and myself, Micah. Yeah. And, if you guys uh, listen to our first episode, you guys know who we are. <laughs> to our audience. Okay, so um, first rare on our list. Again, we're doing blues. Kevin, can you read this? I know you're probably excited for this, right? <laughs> Wait, are we doing rares first or are we alphabetically first? Uh, uh, whatever this list has alphabetically, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, right, uh, it's not a rare, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not a rare. We had to adjust it on our notes. But we do have a reprint to modern. It is counterspell. It costs two blue. It is an instant. Because what it does is it counters target spell. So right. this is a long overdue reprint to modern. People have been asking they, they for did it. it. They yeah, did it. They did it. They, they reprinted they, they it into it. modern. They finally did it. They came to here, here we are. So, um, well, we know what it does. We've seen it. We've seen counter spells. But I guess we can talk about what this means just overall adding this to, like, you know, modern. Yeah. And, um... Looks like we all agree that it's going to be a staple in modern, and I'm glad we have that because we don't have anyone undervaluing or overvaluing this. Yeah, this oh yeah, I guess I'm kind of just a quick rundown of our rating system. Right. We kind of from I'll, I'll start from top to bottom. So like, is it bannable? Is it busted? Is it a staple? And then further down, is it playable? Maybe it has some combo potential, or is it like a fringe card, or is it just completely bulk? Yes. And yeah, Micah said, uh, we all do think this is right. a staple card. And this reprint is pretty important, I think. Uh, Darren, do you want to mention like what competition this card has or what this effectively replaces so in certain this, decks? So this replaces, I think, a few cards, specifically Logic Knot, because Logic Knot um, does the same thing, but you would delve for the... Um, you delve for the cost right, to, for, for the them to pay. Cost. Yes. Um, but it was essentially the counterspell for late game. So this replaces totally replaces that. Right. It doesn't replace remand though, because remand is has that you know it has an early game play and yes, you can draw off of tempo it. Tempo card. Yeah. But then there's also other like low cost counterspells. You have spell pierce, spell snare. Um, yeah, mystical dispute. There's different. There's still different counterspells that you can use other than counterspell. 
yeah. depending on what you need for your deck. The or, one yeah. I'm comparing it to the most is like in modern is probably mana leak, right? It's one blue, one generic, counter target spell unless they pay what three? Three. Right? Yes. That's probably like. What the largest discussion between these two? Because double blue is kind of hard unless you're like in a two-color deck or a really heavy control deck. I think mana leak is adequate, and it'll still see play in modern. I think yeah, the biggest discussion that people have about this card is what Darren was saying. Like with those other counter spells, is it a straight replacement, or do you kind of do a split of like two and two? Or three and one, or you know, you kind of yeah. you kind of have to fine tune it, and I mean, I it is gonna get played, like no doubt, and oh, I yeah. guess it's just a matter of like what Micah said of like how many colors can you like afford the double blue on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a counter spell. Chris, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah, Chris, any yeah. any thoughts? No, I definitely agree with what you guys were saying. Um... I was seeing it more in like just like really heavy control decks, just because it is too blue. Um, yeah, and so just a very standard card that I feel like we'll see play in most decks I run. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see it. We're gonna see this card a lot. Oh yes, yes. Okay, so next card on our list is Dress Down. Kevin, you wanna read this? Oh, sorry, you you did already. Oh, I don't mind oh. reading it again, though. It's, uh, yeah, I, sure. I want to talk ahead, about this card. So, <laughs> Dress Down is uh, costs one colorless and one blue. It's an enchantment. And it has flash. And it has a couple other lines of uh, text. Uh, the next thing is, when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card. And then creatures lose all abilities. And at the beginning of the end step, you sacrifice Dress Down. Right, so... Me and uh, Chris have it as fringe and our more seasoned modern players have it as playable <laughs> do you, do you want to explain why kevin okay so this card it's not something you would run main board i would say yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. i feel like darren being like our enchantress player <laughs> he might, that's something that he'll touch on because yeah. it, it it okay well just looking at it for like like line per line as flash so you can respond to it on your opponent's turn when they do start doing things. And then on the second line where it draws you a card, it, it kind of evens itself out. You know, you, you're not down a card because you draw a card after you play this. So right. the the reason I'm saying it's a sideboard card and I marked it as playable is that if you need to use it against something that, I mean, creatures in modern, they kind of fall into like two categories. They're either... Um, and they either fit into aggro decks where they only care about the numbers and not so much the abilities, or like in like maybe heavy mana decks like Wormcoil Engine, or if you're, if you're playing against every animator deck like Bristlebrand, like things like that. And Ooh, yeah. in that case, like it turns off all their abilities. So you know their right. activated abilities and also like their keyword abilities. So like Flying Lifelink and all that. And the thing is though, oh, yeah. this is kind of like a stopgap because it only works one turn. Because you sacrifice at the end step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Fog, except it's more of a bluish Fog, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I was Instead of preventing thinking. damage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Darren, you, you want to add anything? You also have it as playable. Um, yeah, I think I agree with Kevin. It is a sideboard piece. Um, the And you can also bring this back. 
with the, <laughs> yeah. the white replenish card, all right? Surging yeah. light. Yep. So you can bring this back. That's the cool thing. I don't know if you will, but it's there. So, I mean, in your situation, Darren, like, what what matchups would you use this in? Let's see. So, so this this so this is my question. Um, does this so you can play this in response to a creature being played so that it blanks their ETB? Is that correct? Hmm. Well, it's already on the stack. Hmm. You can yeah, do I don't it think in, that would work. You can do it in response to the to the casting of the card. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Sure. I, I, um, not, that not the not the enter the battlefield. Not 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 the ETB, but the creature being cast, right? Mm-hmm. Right, because it's a continuous effect, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess uh, you, if you are playing like uh, if you are playing against a what's it called a um, <laughs> siege like rhino a, <laughs> siege rhino. If you're playing against like a coco deck that relies on like a two card creature combo, oh, yeah. it can blank oh. it out for a turn. Um, timing's pretty important. The, the timing will be important, and you can play at a, uh, at a time after that. You know, just uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris, you want to add anything is. about this card? Yeah, play I this? mean, I put it on fringe just because I already knew, like, okay, well, this is definitely can't be main board. It just doesn't seem yeah. like it's main board worthy. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, it's gonna be a sideboard. I guess you could fit it in depending on what deck you're playing, but I feel like it only targets certain matchups. And if you yeah. don't, and if it like, I feel like there are better cards you can add in the sideboard that would target a more majority of your opponents than Dress Down would. Mm. That's true. Oh mm. yeah, I think so too. Yeah, like yeah. for me, like it was just like on the edge of like playable. Yeah. yeah. My biggest question is like, yeah, what kind of decks this hoses? Like, the floor for this card is what? Like, a card that kind of cycles itself if you just play it on the opponent's turn? Uh-huh. Yeah. I can see this working against, like, Affinity, right? Or some Infect decks? Because it kind of slows yeah, down Infect, if anything. Against infect deck. Yeah, like, yeah. if they go for the Alpha Kill and, like, oh, yeah. you're only doing 10 regular damage. That's <laughs> <laughs> still a lot of damage. But, but then, yeah. 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 next turn, you might be facing down, like, you know, like, it's right. like a bogled, like, you know, <laughs> Infect oh. creature. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does have a fog field for me. Yeah. But yeah, I, I could see this being in the sideboard of some decks. But yeah, I agree with what Chris said. Like, you know, I mean, sideboards in modern are very important. So yeah, like, yeah. what do you use this on? So yeah. Okay. It's kind of in the middle card then, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, going down the list. <laughs> Fractured Sanity. Chris has to read this. <laughs> Chris, re- please read this card. Yes, yes. Fractured Sanity. It costs three blue. It's a sorcery. And it reads, each opponent mills 14 cards, cycling <laughs> one uncolored, one blue. When you cycle Fractured Sanity, each opponent mills four cards. <laughs> so, this is so, a very good card. Chris has this as a staple, as our local mill player. Yes. Hey, well, I'm not the only one. <laughs> You're not. You're not. <laughs> yes. so, Chris, mill- are you going to be playing this? How many copies? <laughs> How many copies? <laughs> How many copies am I allowed again? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it, it you, you really like good. this card, right? I do yeah. like this card. It is a very good mill card, especially fourteen cards for three blue. I yeah, think it definitely a good beats a good amount of the cards I already have in my mill deck, so it's definitely an upgrade. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I don't see a lot of mill cards that are necessarily three mana, so it can fit in very well with my curve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Dar Darren also has this as a staple. You wanna you wanna add to this? Uh yes. Um you can cycle this out too. Yeah, I know when right. you cycle it out you will mill you will only mill four cards, but the you know, you never know you might need a draw, like when you when you, when you need more gas. Um yeah. What's the what's the the two mana Demir one like the, the solid mill ten? I think it's I think I think adding one more blue should mill you should mill you another uh, another four. So I think that's pretty good. Right, Kevin, you wanna? So I think I was the one who rated this one the lowest, like out of like what you guys had. Oh, um, yeah, I yeah. said it's playable because. Yeah, it's if you're making a mill deck, this thing is like a staple staple definitely. Um mm. I only marked it down a little bit because it's hard to find a mill deck in modern right now. I there's no established like mill deck. I yeah. do think the the core is there, especially with like Ruin Crab and like, you know, like Hedron Crab and all the other things that like we had. Um I think later yeah. on there's some like other like mill support cards. So in yeah. those decks, this thing like you run like the full four because mm -hmm. I mean yeah. the the fourteen is nice, but if you ever need to just cycle this, the yeah the cool thing about the cycling is you can do it on your opponent's turn, so right. it kind of bypasses the sorcery oh. speed of this thing. Yeah. So if you ever need to mess with like whatever they're gonna draw next, like let's say they did like a scry or something, you can do that. Or if you just if you just need to like get your like card back, um, yeah, like. It just depends how quickly this thing can mill you out, I would say. Right. Yeah, like, to me this is Oh sorry, go ahead, go no, ahead. No. I was I was just gonna like I was just like thinking of the clock. Like if you play this turn three and then you play another one turn four, that's twenty eight <laughs> out of the sixty. That's that's only yeah. half. Like Yeah. You better kill them soon after that. Like yeah, so Yeah, those decks run more like enchantment stuff, right? Like Sphinx's Tutelage and all that. Yeah, no, I think they, they, they kind of try to grind out the game. It depends on the build. Yeah, it really yeah. depends. Like some people, like people will, will play the, the crabs, but they right. might play a more um, a more like counterspell heavy plan, or, or they'll just go for the more like ah right right like the actual yeah. mill plan. Yeah, it depends on the show. And then, yeah. like my other thing is, we also do have decks that came out that do rely on the graveyard, so. This yes. thing helps. This thing helps Dredge. This thing helps Phoenix. This thing helps, like you know, like yeah, Benchvine. It's it helps Reanimator. So you have to be, be careful, careful with it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you can mill them true. out, then you know, go for it. Yeah. I like I the like, card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to me, I like, it's like it too. It's basically a modal card, right? Like blue, 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 mm. mill fourteen or cycle, mm. mill four. And oh, I like that it has that flexibility. The mm -hmm. The card I'm thinking about to, to compare this to is, um, I think it was a Zendikar, Maddening Cacophony, which is like one in a yeah. blue, and it's mill eight, but it has kicker, mm -hmm. and it mills like what half their library, I think. Yep. Well, for yeah. the kicker, yeah. Yeah, maybe you can run them together. I don't know. Depends <laughs> oh. on the show. You will play this. You will play with it <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. But yeah, the cycling helps. Like if you're, you know, a control deck looking for counterspell or a board wipe, or to like just find something to block with if you're going against aggro 
So I, I like it. I Yeah, like Kevin said, I don't see Mill often. But mm-hmm. I think it's a good card in those decks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think... Sorry, I think this yeah. kind of... There's two other three-mana um, Mill spells that this will be fighting against. And I think it's just about yeah. the math that you want to think about. Like, they, they escape right. my mind, but they all kind of... Um, they have a rate, right? They have some so. sort of... Yeah, they have a rate. Uh, but it'll be fighting with those two other cards. It, the names escape me right now. Yeah, we, we can find them. Yeah, We'll put them up on the screen. Now! <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do that. <laughs> Yimmy, you don't know if you're going to do that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get an editor for this. All right. Next card on our list. Uh, Darren, you want to read this one? Let's see. Ooh, Inevitable Betrayal. It is a zero yeah. mana sorcery. It is still blue. It has a spend three for three mana. Uh, one generic, two blue. Um, search target opponent's library for a creature card and put that onto the battlefield under your control. That player, shuff- uh, that player shuffles. This is basically mm-hmm. a betrayal, I think. Is, it, is that what it's called? Oh, is this a callback? An homage to yeah, the card? Not familiar. Um, not not betrayal. Barter? I forget the card. Yeah, on paper it sounds like a very scary card, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Darren has this as uh, busted. So, <laughs> yeah, you want to share your thoughts on that? Uh, because you can. Well, in a in a in a cascade deck, you can cascade right. into this, steal their cascade, best creature. The lowest it can do is probably. Um, an, or- an ornithopter, right? Okay. <laughs> What's for the ornithopter hit? <laughs> hey, you know, it's, 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 it's <laughs> that's the best creature you can get from their deck. Okay, no, fine. No, no. I guess, I guess, I guess <laughs> it depends on the deck. All right. Yeah. Um, so, do you think this is going to be main board? Because, like, what if the opponent's deck isn't even doesn't have any creatures, right? No, yeah. I, th- I think this is a sideboard play. piece for the um for the cascade decks. You want to be playing mm. this against Tron. All right, that <laughs> oh. that is what you want. You want to you want to like steal the Emrakul. You want to steal their worm coils. That's all right, scary. that's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think the only reason why I put it in playable was because the fact like it is risky play- if you were to mainboard this card, just because if you play a deck that doesn't have big creatures, like this card is essentially useless. Yeah. yeah so then, even good. as a sideboard. Piece, it's pretty good, but I don't know. I feel like suspend three is is a while. Like, yeah, three mana, longer. three turns. Yeah, like, like six Darren said. Total. Yeah, it's probably gonna be only played in cascade decks. I think. Yeah, because that time is that timer is way too long in modern. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you you have it as fringe, and I'm inclined yeah. to believe you. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of more of, yeah, uh, I kind of agree with like the negatives that you guys said about this card where if you hard cast it, it's going to take too long and, you know, you might just end up getting an Ornithopter. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a matchup dependent card. And also, yeah. like, I guess some interesting tech you can do is like if you use this against humans, like you pull out their meddling mage or something and like say, you know. Ooh. Yeah, that's fine. Like Chalice or Aether Vial or something like that. I mean, but I think Team or Cascade or like uh, right now or like whatever. Uh, usually, I think it's Simic Cascade. Like those builds, they 
they kind of play a faster clock than just having to steal like a creature. Like yeah, yeah, it's. So I mean, it, I would love if like you know someone uses and like, hey, I'm I have your worm coil now. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> someone has um, to play this against Kyle, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's his only creature in that deck. So. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, boys. Yeah. I got it. I got but then, you. Uh, the I think to be careful of though, this thing doesn't grab living weapons. So, oh, yeah, it does oh, not yeah. grab batter skull. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah but that's the thing. Like, dependent. it's very right. It's only as yeah. Sorry, it's only as strong as like your opponent's deck. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was going for. That's yeah. Yeah, I I, I can go with fringe. I see some sideboard potential though. Yeah. Okay, next on our list is oh an uncommon. This is junk winder. I'm assuming mm, it's not yes. winder. All right, this yeah. is a seven mana, a five generic blue blue. It's a serpent, five six, and it has affinity for tokens, meaning it costs one less, one generic less for each token you control. And it has whenever a token enters the battlefield under your control, tap target non-land permanent and opponent controls. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. So this, <laughs> this reminds me of Chadwick with <laughs> yeah. Kevin. Chadwick the Wizard. Sorry, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chadwick. Uh, we nicknamed it Chadwick because it's right. a Chad. <laughs> yeah, me and Kevin have this as a combo potential card. I'm going to let Kevin talk about this because he has more okay. experience yeah. with this effect. Well, and then I was the one who took notice of this card. Oh, um, yes. I like it because... If you somehow get a board with, like, let's say, like, the cheapest you can play this is for two blue blue and you have a five six. And this thing is not legendary. So you can, like, slap a ton of these on, under the board. Oh, it is. And at the same time, anytime you make any tokens after this hits the board, you, you're essentially freezing. Like, the, it's the effect of Frost Titan. You're tapping, like, your opponent's, like, non-line permanence and it, they don't untap until the next turn. Right. Um, it's kind of like, um, it is. It kind of does rely on an engine in a way, and at the same time, it's its own engine. Like once you know, you you don't want it like at the end of when you're making tokens. You don't want it at the beginning. You kind of want it like in the middle, like right. while you're generating them. Yeah. Um, I don't think it has a home yet. I, uh, Modern Horizons has a draft archetype for tokens, so hopefully, like that turns into something in like the real like modern meta. But yeah. if it does, I think this card will be in it. Yeah, I, I like the art, how it includes a squirrel that's looking at the serpent. So there's probably a hint there. But yeah, blue is kind of, I don't know, is blue famous for tokens? I don't know. I know Merkel. No, well, I guess, oh, I guess one more thing I want to add is um, the affinity for tokens. It's not like Convoke. It's not like Improvise. You don't have to tap the artifacts down. Like right. this thing yeah. is just reduced right away. So, I mean, treasure tokens can kind of pay for that. That's true. <laughs> it's any token, right? It's not just yeah. creature yeah. tokens. So is yeah, this like creature gonna... tokens, like yeah, any tokens. So is this gonna go to yeah. the the clue food uh, <laughs> treasure token deck? <laughs> that it's, it's in that right. yeah, it's in that archetype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's the simic color. Yeah. Oh, combination, simic. right? Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. So Chris has this as playable. You wanna are you gonna play this, Chris? Yeah, you know, I honestly just might. I. I think what sold it for me was the affinity, obviously, yeah. um, just because you don't have to tap them down, and yeah. you just have to have tokens. Yeah. Although you do kind of have to like 
have tokens already, so you kind of have to like have to starve the engine. But this kind of like seals the deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, Is this like... gonna go in your Merfolk deck? <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, this oh, in my that's Merfolk true. Deck, you know. Yeah. It does fit in this there. Might right be, in uh, Simic, this, right? this might be a good sideboard piece. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just yeah. might. That, you might. You uh, might see thing. it. That thing just <laughs> you might see going. it. Going down our list. Darren has this as bulk. Darren. Okay. So you guys have great points about this card. Um, there's a couple of cards that this actually reminds me of. Gear Seeker. It's basically the same thing. Seven mana serpent has essentially affinity for artifacts, except mm. um, it's a, the, it is a better upside. The the freeze is a lot of a better upside than for Gear Seeker because Gear Seeker just you pay mana and it can be and it's like unblockable. unblockable. So this is definitely much yes. better than that. Yeah. Um, the other card this reminds me of is Elder Deep Fiend. Except you have to kill. Oh. <laughs> it's an Eldrazi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except you have to kill your your stuff. So. All right. Elder Deep Fiend's a pretty good card. It, it taps yeah. four things though. Yeah, this it's thing... a one shot of tapping four. Mm -hmm. While this is more consistent right. tapping. Yeah. Right. So it 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 does have that like it has that it has that like you can compare those two things and. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a. I, you guys have kind of sold me. It's like eh, it's a little bit more. It's better than bulk, I would say. Oh, is it going <laughs> yeah, up to fringe for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah, playable. I'd say it's playable. Oh, Thank you. Playable. Jump. Join. Yeah. Have yeah. joined the club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next on our list, um, lose focus. Who added this to our list? I added it. Okay, you want to read through it? Sure. So lose focus. It um, costs one colorless and one blue. It's an instant, and it has replicate of uh, one blue. So you can copy this card as many times as you want to if you pay the replicate cost. And mm -hmm. it says counter target spell unless its controller pays two colorless right. mana. Too generic. I'm sorry. Too generic. Yes. And oh, you all have this as fringe, and I have it as playable. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what do you guys think about this card? <laughs> I think it... Honestly, it just seems like there are just so many better options hmm. that I would like rarely see this card played unless it had a like specific purpose in that deck. Right. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just much better cards to play for two mana. I guess yeah. one mana. One colorless, one blue. Yeah, like this, it's in the same slot as Counterspell, right? Depending on the decks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the most direct competition this has is probably Mana Leak, right? Mm -hmm. It's the yeah. same mana cost, but counter target spell unless it's controller pace three. Mm -hmm. But I like, yeah, I like the replicate. It makes it a lot more flexible. Like if you have extra mana lying around and if you're control, you will. To make sure a spell gets countered in the late game. And it's efficient enough in the early game, I think, for control decks. But what, what do you guys think? Is it sideboard? Because you guys have it as fringe. I, uh, I go, Darren. I don't. I'm not sure where you would play this. So you guys, are, you guys are gonna have to sell me on this one. Okay, I'll go first then. So I mean, <laughs> I I put this card on our list, and I put it as fringe because. It doesn't really have. I mean, because our our um our rating system, it kind of like it's either a combo potential or it's fringe. I don't think it's playable yeah. quite. 
um, I do agree with what Micah said that the flexibility of it, like it works early game, like a mana leak, and it also works late game, like because you're forcing your opponent to pay pretty much as many times as you copy this. Right. Like they're gonna have to pay the two mana every time if they want to stop the copy. Um, like yeah, kind of on Chris's point, it kind of does have to go in a certain deck if you want to do it that way. Um, Magecraft is a mechanic that comes to mind if you want to like deal with like copies. Maybe there's something Ooh. in there. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I agree with that. I do like it more for what Micah said in that if you replicate this, you're kind of taxing your opponent or you're outright countering like whatever they're playing. Yeah, because it's so, their choice whether to let it go through or not. Yeah, Darren, you have anything to say? So on on two, it's a it's a spell. The, the, pierce not a spell pierce the the other <laughs> one that um the other one that just uh mana leak no it's a yeah. counter spell a counter target spell until it's control place too same thing um wasn't oh, played in card. standard and then uh, on uh, if you replicate it for for one it's a convolute for uh hmm. counter spells that are that that have like that make them that sorry three mana counter spells that make opponents pay for are also not played as much yeah so i'm still not i'm not i'm still not sold on this but the the magecraft yeah you probably could do something with that but i'm I'm still not sold yeah yeah it's kind of hard to say yeah we'll see if it sees play but i I think at common it's pretty strong yeah i like it as a common yeah Alright, our first mythic, I think, on our list. This is... Uh, Chris, you want to read this? It's yes, big this is Merktide Regent. Yeah. It is five uncolorless and two blue. It has delve, so each card you exile from your graveyard while casting the spell pays for one colorless. It is flying. When it enters the battlefield... Or it enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each instant sorcery card exiled with it. And whenever an instant sorcery card leaves your graveyard, put a plus one, plus one counter on Murktide Regent. Right. And I want to see what we put. Oh, we agree. It's a staple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, infamously uh, strong, right? A staple Kevin? in where? Right. Ooh. Kevin, do you have any insight on this? What deck oh, this is going to fit? Oh, yes. Um, as the resident aggro player, this <laughs> card is this card is going to go into my uh, is it prowess deck? Is it blitz? Oh, it actually, is I like that. Yeah, That's nice. maybe not as a four of, but like oh, uh, yeah. this thing can. Um, you're not going to drop it early enough because you're not going to delve much with it yet. But right. when you probably need to. If you haven't won the game yet and you need to stabilize the board and like do this, this thing will probably win you the game after that. Yeah. Yeah. Importantly, it has evasion and it can get huge in a hurry. Mm-hmm. The there was a card that like this has direct competition with, right? It's like a whale that also has delve. I don't know the name. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Terramander. <laughs> oh here. Oh it's, yeah. Ethereal Forager, which is a oh. blue blue, delve flying, and whenever it attacks, uh, you can return instant or sorcery card exiled with it to its owner's hand. You can play it together. 
<laughs> you could. Yeah. I think Merktide has more direct power because it, you know, it gets bigger. Oh, oh yeah. The whale only has a three-three. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, to me, this is way stronger. I think. And like Kevin said, it's it's a good finisher for Is It Blitz if you need that reach. Uh, Chris, are you gonna? What do you think about this card? Yeah. Um. You know, I don't play much graveyard decks or Dell decks, yeah. but um. This is pretty good. You know, I might have to make a Delve deck. <laughs> Just for this? Yeah, you know, honestly, I thought most Delve decks were, like, green-black. It's like, hmm, I wonder That's where a, this would yeah. have a place. But um, I might have to make a Demir Delve deck <laughs> at this point. Could work with Mill, too. That is well, true. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Self-Mill, maybe. Yeah. Darren, are you going to see this card? So I um I like this card. Uh, this is more of a of a Kevin card, but I can totally play this in an Is It Phoenix deck. Um, oh yeah. Because you are just like you are just dumping spells in your in your in your in your graveyard for that one. It's I don't want to say that it is the um it is the blue Tarmogoyf, but that's what I'm seeing it as. Alright, it just gets bigger oh. for the more things that you that you eat with this thing. And if you if you play Snapcaster, it pl- and it's on the battlefield, it plus ones it correct because it yes. would leave the graveyard. Right. So yeah, that's also that's also small but relevant, you know. Right. Yeah, I think the biggest like question is what decks this would fit in. Is it Blitz? Sounds like a good fit. I I don't know how many Dredge decks there are that are in blue. But yeah, it's more of a build around with instance and sorceries, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I can you you know what I can see it in a in a in a dredge deck, but the like dredge is kind of like packed already. So yeah, right. I don't know about that one. Yeah, we'll see. But very good card. Oh, so good! <laughs> and it's not too strong. Like you can you can deal with it. If, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's fair. I like that. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah, fair. It's fair. Yeah, it is a fair card. We say that now, but... <laughs> I know, someone's going to break it. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> Alright, next on our list. Oh, I think Darren would like this card. Can, can you read this card, Darren? So this is Rise and Shine. Uh, generic blue. Sorcery. Target non-creature artifact you control becomes a 0-0 zero, zero artifact creature. But four plus one plus one counters on each artifact that becomes a creature this way. Um, overload for... Six mana, four up, uh, four generic, two blue. This card is amazing in amazing. in a in a scissors deck. You'd have to like kind of tweak it so that it has enough non-creature artifacts. Yes, but I think it's a it's a good addition to that card, especially with the the dual um the new the new artifact um artifact lands the right? new artifact lands. Because they have right. indestructible. Oh yes. my goodness! So, uh, for those who don't know, Darren, can can you explain what a scissors deck is? Oh, you play in soul artifact, cards. and you you right. you make your you make your ornithopters into five five flying uh, artifact oh, now you creatures. Love them. Oh yeah, no, they're <laughs> great in that oh, deck. Are you gonna play the suspend card? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's right. It would be really great in that deck. 
Yeah, I think the only home is that deck, that kind of Insol Artifact-ish deck. It doesn't, I don't think, replace Insol Artifact, because Insol Artifact targets what? Artifact creatures only, right? Or does it? I don't know. No, it hits any artifact. Yeah, it hits any artifact. artifacts, yeah. Okay, but this hits non-creature non artifacts. So you can actually use them together, right? Because... Oh, wait, no. Can you? Yeah, you can use them together. What is the wording with Insol Artifact? Because this card makes the artifact the 0, zero but it adds plus 1, plus 1 counters, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other one, uh, it turns the creature's... The artifact creature's base power... To a base power. Base power of 5-5. Five, five. Right, so you can put them together. <laughs> Make yeah. an indestructible 9-9 nine -nine artifact land. <laughs> and that's scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin, do you have any more insight on this? Um, yes. I... I said this card has combo potential. I mean, the first thing, yeah, is the um, Ensel Artifact deck. And, um, well, another thing that you can use this on, and we kind of touched on it earlier, is the, the token decks. <laughs> Treasure oh. tokens are artifacts. Clue tokens are artifacts. Food tokens are artifacts? Yeah, yes. they are. Yeah. That's, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, yep. treasure tokens can pay for your overload costs, and the thing <laughs> is, these like they stay as artifact creatures for the rest of the game. So, if you can overload this and you have a board of creatures, yes, that then is scary. there you go. Yep. And I mean, I guess also another interesting thing is, um, yeah, I mean that's the main thing. But yeah, like in the Ensel artifact deck, I mean, if you ever need to like make a finisher, I guess out of like one of your artifacts has been on the board, you can. Yeah. You can yeah, do that, scary. you know. Like, 4-4 uh, four, four for 2 mana, it's pretty good. Pretty big, yeah. 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 Chris, I know... I don't know if you've played against Darren's um, Scissors deck, but... <laughs> I have uh, been fortunate enough not to have experienced that <laughs> just yet. We will see. Um, I put it as combo as well, just because... I think it is... I think it's pretty good. You know, I might have to change the playable now that I think about it, but... um. I felt like you just kind of have, like, for it to, like, reach its full potential, you just have to have a bunch of tokens. Yeah. Or, I mean, a bunch of artifacts, sorry. Yeah. To me, like, it fits in two specific decks, combo decks and then soul artifact decks, and I like that it has that flexibility. Yeah. Honestly, I think most of my combos are, like, playable, but uh, I would feel like I would see this more in, like, a more combo-y deck. Yes. Where it just pumps up artifacts, then. All right, right like, all four fours. like you'd overload it. Yeah. Yeah. And there are probably a bunch of other combos that we're not even thinking of. Like Antiquities? Antiquities War? That in yeah. I tried to make that work in standard. Yeah, Antiquities War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone can break this card, I think. Yeah. Okay, next on our list. Uh, I'm going to let Chris read this because it's a merfolk. Oh, yes. Okay, so this is Rashadon. Dock hand. Yep. Okay, dock hand. It's one <laughs> blue. It has island walk, so this creature can't be blocked as long as the defending player controls an island. And it has an activated ability. It costs one colorless. You tap this creature, and you t can tap target land. And it's a one-two. Right. So, Chris, are you gonna are you gonna play this card? You're the only one that has it as staple, and we have it as playable. You know, I I think this card is pretty good. Especially with the Island Walk, and there's some other Merfolk cards that, like, give opponents islands. I think it's pretty good. Um, there, I don't think there are a lot of one-drops that are, like... There's, like, some, it has some competition, but yeah, I feel like I would definitely run 
maybe at least like two of these. A couple of these. Yeah, maybe I can boggles yeah. it and just <laughs> set, set it down. Yeah, this is a one two with a lot of upside, right? Yeah. And it's a merfolk, so it has those synergies. Uh, Kevin, this is an homage card, right? Like it's, it is. It's a... It is an homage to Rishadan Port, which is a land. And that one has the same ability where you tap the land and uh, you pay one mana and you can tap a target land. Right. Um, I do like it that, like, another. I, I like the 1 2 stat line on it because yeah. there is a lot of, like, one toughness removal right now on standard. Right. So this thing does not die to, like, a ping. Yeah. Um, I do like the synergy with the merfolks and, yeah, the, the tapping down lands, it might not seem relevant, but, like, if you can consistently pay for it, you can effectively shut like your opponent's curve down. Yeah. Or if they're playing Tron, <coughs> <laughs> uh, you can pretty much here, like huh? tap. Yeah, it's. I mean, yes. it's tapping target land. You're tapping three land in that case if you do that. Yeah. You know, it's or like, hey, I'm gonna tap your ink bump nexus. Never mind. You're not gonna hammer time it. You know. Ooh, that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes. Yes. That's true. It yeah. hits those uh, man lands, right? Mm-hmm. Darren, any thoughts? So, in in like modern Merfolk decks, they really lack a strong one drop. So you're mm. either playing you're playing the other the other like the decent, one. no, not the green one, the <laughs> one that you sacrifice it to counter a spell, uh, or else to play one. Or siren? No, is it? It's a Merfolk siren? version of it. All right. Um, and and it doesn't have flying, okay. But then, then this one, oh, and you'd play that, and you'd play Aether Vial. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, that being said, Merfolk is an Aether Vial deck. You will have open mana almost half the time, okay. So you to can probably yeah. consistently tapping their lands. Um, for hopefully you you hopefully you'll be consistently tapping their lands. Um, right. Yeah, that's all I got yep. for this card. Yeah, it's it has a home right in Merfolk decks. I would say mm-hmm. it has a home Probably. in Merfolk decks. Yeah, and I can I think I can see this in some sideboards too, just to like maybe against Tron. like what Kevin said, Tron and some other Manlandy decks. But I I don't know what decks would sideboard this in. But it's a good card. <laughs> it's it's a very good card. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Okay, next card on our list. Oh, it's an uncommon. Who who added this one? <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> okay, you want to read this, Kevin? Sure. So the card is Scuttle Tide. It costs one colorless and one blue. It's an enchantment, and it has an ability where if you pay one mana and you discard a card, you make a blue crab token with zero three. And then it has a Delirium ability where crabs you control get plus one plus one as long as there are four or more card types in your graveyard. Okay. Kevin, were you were you wanting some crabs when you <laughs> added this card um, to the list? No, we actually did have like seafood over the weekend, but with this card <laughs> I like that it kinda of, it kinda of fulfills an engine in like different decks. That's why I kinda of noticed it. Yeah. Um so it it kinda of fuels itself with the delirium. But we talked about it earlier also. This thing makes tokens. So it works in decks that care about tokens. 
it makes mm-hmm. crabs. Um, I don't know if Mildex would care about like, hey, now my ruined crabs have like extra plus one plus one. <laughs> Maybe if you do like a crab tribal, that would be funny. <laughs> it fuels madness decks because of the discard. While um, and it makes a blocker while you do that, so it, it, it's a pretty good upside for that. Mm. I I I think it's a good like side engine for things. That's why mm. I kind of noticed it. Okay. Do you think it's going to be mainboard or sideboard? Um, I think, well, right now, Madness is doing fine on its own without this, so maybe not there. Uh, I would see it more in, like, the the token-making decks, like like the ones that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Chris, you gonna, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I put it as combo, just because I feel like you have to have, like, a crab tribal deck to, like... (laughs) really run this really well and um yeah like kevin said like for token decks um it's not like the best engine necessarily but it is like a good like kind of side engine that maybe people won't be so quick to get rid of and they won't target it and you can generate blockers and crabs and you have a lot of fun with a bunch of plus ones yeah crab rave (laughs) play this with what is it sharex that zero seventeen crab (laughs) Oh man! Darren, any any combos in your mind with this? Um, not. Uh, you know, this uh, this card would have been really great in great in a Hogak deck, but you know that's not a thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's an enchantment, Darren. <laughs> the enchantment. Uh, but no, I I got no. Oh yeah, it's an enchantment. Really, gr- no, does not work in. Um, actually. <laughs> you know, you discard oh, things. You're fueling things into the. And then the, you bring resurgent. And then you bring it back. Yeah, you bring yeah. it back with the resurgent belief. Oh man, um, but that does kill your delirium, huh? I don't know. Well, does it? If you only hit enchantments, I, I don't. Yeah, it might. It might. It might. It might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. It looks kind of clunky to me. I, I like that it has. It does have synergy with them. Um, madness but i don't know if madness decks are gonna want this because it, it's kind of slow it's more of this is more of a grindy card mm-hmm. I, yep. I, to me it's more of like it's nice to have a plan b which is paying one discard a card but that's that's a pretty steep price to make a token like basically a defender right but yeah. I, I i do see this having some combo potential i just don't know where yeah and um i guess madness right now is a black red color so this yes, really opens up to um to blue grixis. to grixis or like more like maybe maybe, maybe is it yeah maybe is it maybe demir and then you could also run all the self mill stuff so eh, you know there might be something yeah. there yeah okay next on our list our second mythic i think darren since you pulled this card you want to <laughs> read this one uh, okay so this is Subtlety, uh, two generic, two col- uh, two blue, creature, elemental incarnations, part of the incarnation cycle, flash yeah. flying, when subtlety enters the battlefield, choose up to one target creature spell or planeswalker spell, its owner puts it on, t- on the top or bottom of their library, evoke, exile, a blue card from your hand. This card is, this card is... <laughs> <It's what? laughs> okay so darren 
It's the only one that says to ban this card. Or I'm assuming, you know, it's... Oh, I said that? Oh, I did say the... I, sa I said yeah. that. Oh, no. The rest of us have this as playable. You want to ban the one card you pulled? Uh... So Darren, uh, <laughs> Yes. What does this do, Darren? So... Where is this played? This, uh... I think we talked about it last time, or I don't know if we talked about it. This covers the things that, um... Force of Negation can't, right? So, if you're Force of Negationing... Uh, non-creature spells, these are the the creature spells that you can, like, kind of deal with um, for free. For free. Yeah. And as a creature, big, big thing it's pretty good. Flash flying, that's pretty good. For 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, that's it's yeah. not a bad rate. Yeah. To me, it, it's going to feel good if you, like, hard cast it, but it's like Force of Negation. It's, it's nice to tap out, but still have an answer for a big creature that you're expecting or a big planeswalker it, it is what a two for one for yourself but countering that big spell could mean the game also it hits Emrakul alright that's all I gotta say wait does it, it? <laughs> oh I think it does right yeah it does right yeah Emrakul spins it yeah <laughs> so Kevin uh, what, what do you think about this so I think yeah, what you guys said, this thing would just be nice to hardcast. And I think it would be played in decks where you can hardcast it. Like more yeah. more uh, control decks where they kind of play the long game more. Right. Um, that being said, like, yeah, um, like with the incarnations, the, the free spell is always nice, like having that as an answer. I think out of the incarnations, this one is kind of like the... It's kind of more consistent one. In terms of like whether you hard cast it or you evoke it, it kind of does the like same effect. Yeah. Um, and then we mentioned this when we were talking about the white cards, but this thing it's not as like crazy when you blink it. Correct. You're not gonna be blinking this multiple times. Like it's not like mm -hmm. you, you know, maybe if like you kind of do it in response to your opponent casting something new, but that's not what this card is for. Like it doesn't generate value that way. Yeah. Like I think getting it like. To activate once is pretty good already. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's a good card. Chris, you gonna you thinking about playing this? Um, you know, I said it was playable for all the reasons yeah. you guys pretty much said. I think you will. I will see it being played. I don't think I will play it myself, but um, it's pretty good. I th I like the yeah, evil cost. Good. So yeah, yeah. Uh. Sorry, I think to and, add on to it, um, yeah, yeah. I when I read it, I always I only thought that it would put it to the top of the deck. This thing also tucks the tucks things. It puts things to the bottom of the library. The owner chooses. Yeah, but oh, the, the owner, owner chooses. chooses. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's there. It's relevant, but it's most yeah. likely going to the top, I guess. Probably, if it's like, yeah something you really want to counter, yeah, they're gonna keep it. Or after you play this, you mill them. <laughs> Maybe a sideboard piece Chris? to <laughs> Like you play this and you're like, hey, uh, Fracturing Sanity, cycle. It's <laughs> spice. It's pretty good. Yeah, to me, like this is kind of in the middle of power in the incarnation cycle. Mm -hmm. But it's... I can see this being played. This is going to mm -hmm. be played. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay, next on our list is Suspend, which is one blue mana... It's an instant rare. Exile target creature and put two time counters on it. If it doesn't have suspend, it gains suspend. So, uh, 
are, again, our resident modern players, our more seasoned modern players, Darren and Kevin, have this as playable, or staple. Me and Chris have this as playable. So, Kevin, you want to start this Okay, so this is kind of like, I kind of look at it as like a blue path to exile, in that sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where you exile yeah. the creature, and the suspend, the, the suspend kicks in on their turn, so like on their upkeep. So that's essentially two turns where whatever threat you're using this on is not on the board. And the thing with that is, I mean, it leaves the battlefield, but you have to be careful if it's something that has to enter the battlefield triggers. Or a cast trigger? But if it has, like, example, um, if you're using this on, like, uh, like a prowess opponent, like, it turns off all their prowess triggers, it also turns off any plus one, plus one counters, like that Murtite Regent or... Um, oh, yes. Or Sprite Dragon would have. So, I mean, that'd be a cool reset. Um, I I put it as a staple because it's one blue, and blue doesn't really get, like, a lot of, like, card removal. Right. And blue gets Vapor Snag. Vapor Snag is played in blue, and that's just a bounce to your hand. So this kind of, like, points to, like, that similar power level where, like, if a blue common is being used for removal in blue decks, like, something like this, like, you can see it. Oh yeah, doing something yeah. too. Darren, you want to add on? Um, so I think it's I think it's good, but I think it's if you're if you're playing control, you're you're. Mm, I think this is better in a tempo deck. So mm. less it could be just because it's less of a it's less like it's it's not path to exile. It's kind of like path to exile, but it's it's not. Um, what else can I say? I think I think you if see it being played though, right? Like mainboard. I, I, I yeah, you can probably mainboard it. But if you're playing Esper, if you're playing, um, Jeskai. if you're playing, is it Jeskai? You play those color. You play. You play blue in another color just to have access to better removal. Right. Um, and if you're playing, if you're playing, if you're playing a, a white blue deck, you're gonna need white for your finishers. I think this belongs in like, like a a mono blue deck. I don't know what kind of mono blue mm. deck. Maybe like a mono blue Delver, some some sort of mono blue deck. I think that's where this mm. like kind of finds a good mm. home in as uh, as like the removal piece in that. A removal card in that like in that kind of deck um yeah. i i guess um i kind of want to add on to it like uh since the card does gain to spend if you um when the last time counter goes off you can counter the spell right right they can play it um, without paying its mana cost but yeah they're still you can it's like you counter it um another thing is um I think Chris would love this. Uh, Teferi Time Raveler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this thing can't return if Teferi's on the board. Oh. Oh. Wait. Because you're it's because the last time counter gets removed during the upkeep, and you can't play sorceries during your upkeep. So this oh. card will fizzle out if Teferi oh, Time Raveler is on the board. That's relevant. That's, that's relevant. Oh, that's good. I might have to bump it up now. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, Chris, now that you, now that you mentioned think? that. What do you think you about know, this? I put it as playable 
I wasn't thinking of all the potential places they could have been. Um, hmm. I knew it would exile. It's good for kind of like small removal, but it's not like the greatest. And yeah. I was thinking like, well, you can maybe use it on yourself if you have like a lot of ETB triggers or cast triggers that might be useful. Yeah. Then it's probably yeah the floor of this, right? Yeah, but there might be like other cards that are better, and so it was like, yeah, I can see it being played, but I don't know if it's like a a go to. Yeah, like in a vacuum, it this looks like a very good blue card. It, it's blue removal, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, like Kevin said, it's kind of like a mini path to exile, but I think Darren's right. It it's kind of awkward in like control decks. I I like that it buys some time for control decks. Like, if you want to yeah. stabilize or get a board presence or a board wipe off. Um, it's very good against some aggro decks, right? Like, this this stops prowess, some is it blitz cards. Mm-hmm. And like Kevin said, it's probably most direct competition is Vapor Snag, I think. But, yeah, I'm not sure where, what decks this can easily slot into. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I, I like what you said, where you can target your own creature and recast the thingy. That, yeah. that, you know, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> He's brilliant. Yeah, that was the only mechanic I was thinking of when I when I read it at first. Yeah, really? that's <laughs> yeah, making well, a double. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking like, well, it's not like great. I feel like there were better options to target your opponents. It's like, well, you can just target yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, I think Blue has some access to some better <laughs> flicker stuff, but yeah. yeah. This works against the opponent's stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this will see play. I just don't know where. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next card. Uh, Chris, you want to <laughs> read this one? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Yeah, this name's okay. weird. Villian. Sea Sky. <laughs> yeah yeah sea and sky okay yes so so sea and sky it's yeah. one colorless two blue it's a legendary creature merful god it's a mythic so this creature has indestructible as long as you control at least two other mo- merfolk and whenever it attacks you draw a card and other merfolk merfolk you control have ward one all right chris how many copies are you playing Oh, you know, I'm sw- I'm I'm changing my uh, I I'm gonna change my Simic deck. You know, may- maybe I'll just make it a mono blue deck at this point. <laughs> this is a uh, it's, it's pretty good. No, 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 Chris, you, you have two decks. You have a you have a you have a Simic one and you have a mono blue one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I'll make I'll make a mono blue aggro one. Yeah, so this is just a huge three drop, right? Yeah, it it'll. And decks that run this, it'll probably be, probably be indestructible, right? Even without so, Merfolk, this thing is value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time it swings, you draw a card. Yep. Merfolk you have, have Ward 1, including itself, right? Yeah. It doesn't die to Bolt. Oh, no, it's other. Nope. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Survives Bolt. Kevin, you see this being played in modern uh, Merfolk decks? Yes. And, yeah, that's, like, I think just the power of it, like, you can even see it even played in, like, non- non merfolk decks because <laughs> it it has a it has a curiosity attached to it when it swings and it probably oh, yeah. will at least once because it it kind of bypasses a lot of, like i mean it bypasses bolt um path yeah. a, 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 like everything dies to path but yeah. right like 
this thing does like go over a lot of things and like for for I think you can see this maybe in grandier like decks yeah and this yeah. thing will just keep generating advantage for them like just at that the, point the value yeah. very lots of value here Darren, any any thoughts? Um, no, this card's great. I think this yeah, this this will sit perfectly <laughs> in in a Merfolk deck. This is this is. Okay. I don't know if this is. I think this is what what Merfolk has needed. Uh, Kopala is three mana, not indestructible. Has Ward two, but hmm. it doesn't give the plus one plus one. So. Sorry, it does, sorry, it doesn't. It doesn't give. Um, sorry, it's not. A, it's not as. A, it's not a lord, or it's not a lord. It, well, was... this is not a lord either. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah. not as good. This thing's indestructible. It's a three-four. It draws cards, so I think mm -hmm. it's much better in Cop uh, than Copala in that. Um, in that matter, I think also um, the old Kami that they used to play. Um. Much better than that because it's an actual. This is uh, Sylvium, Sylvium, Svelium is an actual is an actual merfolk. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know um, what this has competition with at the three drops slot in merfolk decks. I I have little experience with modern merfolks, but this is this is value. This is a lot of value. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The other the other one they would play is Mero Regery. It's a it's a it's a three mana lord. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good card. I think I guess in that Merfolk Very. deck, you can probably play Suspend, just because they. Oh, they, they you can either play Vapor Snag or Suspend. I think I would pick Suspend over Vapor Snag. Vapor Snag in that deck now. Just to, oh. just to stall it out a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. huh? Okay. Next card. Oh, I'm gonna let uh, Kevin read this one. All right. So the next card is Thought Monitor. It costs 6 colorless and a blue. It's an artifact creature, 2-2 two, two construct. It has affinity for artifacts, flying, and when Thought Monitor enters the battlefield, you draw 2 cards. Kevin, okay. is, uh, is affinity back? Is affinity with the actual word? Is affinity back? That's a good question. <laughs> actual um, affinity. <laughs> there are actually some builds kind of coming back with affinity. It's not pure affinity, obviously. But um, it does kind of take advantage of like Archon Ravager and all those things. This card is kind of a callback to Thoughtcast, which right. is another affinity card, yes. which also draws two. It's a sorcery, uh, right? Yeah, it's a sorcery. This one, though, the affinity cost is pretty heavy. Mm. Yeah. But you do get uh, you do get to draw two cards, and you get a two-two flyer. So I I guess I kind of justifies that. I think I've seen some builds start to use this, but definitely you don't run four of this because that's going to be a heavy thing to play, even if oh. like you have affinity on. What's the earliest you can play this? You think? Turn one. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe turn one. Maybe two. Maybe two. Turn Most two. Like let's let's say you played um, an artifact land, and then you drop three baubles, <laughs> a mem knight, and then a springleaf drum. So that's one, two, oh, three, four, five. Probably more often at two, I think. Maybe two, yeah. That's okay. That's an okay. That's yeah. that's yeah, an okay drop, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you feel but, about yeah, it? But yeah, the thing is, it does have like that's the thing. Um, that the decks that want this, the affinity decks, they're 
they're they're fast aggro. So mm-hmm. the the thoughtcast is nice. I mean, it kind of think of this as like a thoughtcast, and thoughtcast does see some play in some affinity builds back then, but then you know it kind of competes. And affinity uh, thoughtcast has a lower mana value than this. It's easier to cast, so it's kind of think of it that way. Yeah, Darren. What, what do you, what do you think? Um, I kind of want to build affinity like an affinity like the war the with the like. An affinity deck with just the affinity cards. Like pure affinity. Yeah, pure affinity. Mm. Real affinity. Oh. Um, just because it looks really interesting. I like the. I like how you just draw two cards off of this thing. Um, might not be the best. I, I feel like it's... If, if I think it, it gets outpaced by other decks. Um, but I do want to cast... Um, the show, Sojourner's um, Companion, the seven mana affinity four four creature for free. I think that's what I really want to do. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, how do you feel about this? I I feel like it's it's okay. I feel like I mean I only put it in French just because the cost was really high, and although the flying is good, I felt like the two two. For the cost, it wasn't really worth it in my opinion. The draw two cards is nice, but I don't know. I feel like it just it just makes your curve unnecessarily high unless you are able to draw a lot of your zero drop artifacts. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably only worth it to play this for maybe two at max. Maybe yeah. probably one is better. To me, I I think this is an easy four of in affinity decks. Like, I haven't looked at any lists. I haven't done, like, hard research, but I think Affinity is going to be a thing, like, actual Affinity. Because we have Ornithopters, we have um, <laughs> Knights, we do have what uh, Darren mentioned, the Companion, which is an upgraded Mirror Enforcer. We still have Cranial Plating and Nettle Cyst, I think. That new oh, that Nettle Cyst, man. Like, to me, this is, like, Having this and Thoughtcast in the same deck, having eight Thoughtcasts basically, could have you like going through your deck really quickly. Playing Thought Monitor like on turn two, find another one, find a Thoughtcast, draw two. You you can just keep playing your affinity cards, and I I think this has a lot of potential. It sounds like you're playing Storm there. You wanna- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um I mean kind of like to turn back. Uh, I would kind of like like bump it a little bit up. Because, um, kind of like what you guys said, I think this would fit better in a pure affinity deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like just drawing up scenarios for it. Technically, you can task- cast this turn one if you're on the draw. Because you need that blue mana. But like if you drop like a bunch mm-hmm. of like zero cost and then frogmites, this thing is it just like pays for itself at that point. But then yeah. that's the thing. Um, like pure affinity. You kind of have to make it work, like what Chris said. Like you need to have you, you need to have affinity on pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I, I'm excited. I, I think I, wanna, I like it. I, I like build cards. This. Yeah, I, I build around this. I think I think this also goes really well with the clue food. Um... <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> uh, that's the hidden uh, hidden uh, secret meta there. Yeah. Huge synergy. <laughs> Okay, next card on our list. Oh, is this an uncommon? Ah, who who added this? 
Is it Chris? Well, I added this, Thank but it was mainly Darren. for Chris, actually. <laughs> okay, let, let's Thank have you. Darren read this. Okay, so this is Tide Shaper. Um, it's a one-mana merfolk wizard kicker for one. When Tide Shaper enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, target land becomes an island for as long as Tide Shaper remains on the battlefield. Tide Shaper gets plus one, plus one, as long as an opponent controls an island. This is what... Is that green one that should have been blue? All right, this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so r- run us through this, Darren, or I guess we can let Chris talk about this. Yeah, like like what I was saying for um for a different merfolk I was talking about before, where you can change a target land to an island. Ref- I would definitely uh, see this yeah, card yeah. being kicked. I think it has the most value being kicked. Definitely, I would most yeah. likely not try to play this turn one. And this targets, like, any land, right? And then that land automatically becomes an island. Um, mm-hmm. It is risky, though, because if you play a deck that already ha- or already has blue, then it may not be as effective. But it can target, like, artifact lands. It can target any Tron. land. Yeah, Tron. exactly. Tron. That's what I was Wait. thinking of when I when I thought about it. Exactly. Wait, does it that... targets Tron. Does that stop it? It does, right? Yeah. yeah. As, long, as long as it remains on the battlefield. Okay. Because it just becomes a plain old island, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Just an island. And um and then... Sorry, when when uh, go, when go it ahead. is when it is just when you are playing against uh a deck that is running islands, this is an automatic plus one plus one and it already turns on your other your other island walking mer- merfolks. Yeah. Yeah. One mana two two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who who doesn't want that? Yeah. Very strong. Yeah. Kevin, is this gonna be a staple in Merfolk? Um, I want to see it played there, but the thing with Merfolks is they do have a lot of things fighting on the two-drop slot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you do have Aether Vial, that that would that'd be less of a concern. Um, but you want to kick this, so yeah. Like, like ninety-five percent of the time, you're gonna kick this. I hope. So. Unless yeah. it's a mirror match and you just want to play it for a two two for one, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I do like how it can shut down a lot of things. Uh, we talked about earlier like things that shut down like uh, land. So this thing shut down Inkpunk Nexus also, and you know, Ooh. like it shuts down. I mean, they're gonna fetch in a response to it, but like uh, any like dual lands that they might like bring out, or just yeah. any like maybe Ghost mm-hmm. Quarter or anything that like might like, deal with you. Yeah, this has some sideboard potential doing that, right? Like shutting down those specific decks. <laughs> yeah, to me, the floor yeah. of this is a one-one for one, right? Not very exciting. You do want to kick this. Sometimes it'll be a one mana two-two. But yeah, I I think the best one for this is a Merfolk deck. Definitely. But, uh, I don't know. I'm not too excited about it. It's it's a good card, but I don't know. It's kind of bland for me. So um. This the only the only problem that I have with this card is that it fights um, the same slot as Spreading Seas. Spreading Seas is a two mana enchantment, uh, one blue, one colorless. Uh, enchant land uh, when Spreading Seas enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchant land is an island. It fights mm. for that slot, but I think you're gonna be playing. Tide Shaper and Spreading Seas in the same deck. 
I, I, that's what I think is going to happen because you always want your opponents to be, well, well, you're all, you're messing up with their, with their, with their mana, but also you want to turn on your island walking merfolk. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. It's a a toss up for me. I I don't know where this goes. It like, it has a purpose. The purpose isn't like, it may not win you the game. But it definitely yeah. will enable a lot of your other, yeah, cards. and disable some of their strategies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's this? Next card is uh, upheaval. I'll read this one. This is six mana, four generic, and a blue blue, sorcery rare that says return all permanents to their owner's hands. <laughs> this is. Okay, I I have this as fringe. I I really don't know how to <laughs> how to dissect this. Like. Kevin, do you want to start with this? Yeah, I also marked it as fringe. This one, it's uh, it's a reprint to modern. Oh, it's a reprint. And okay. um, but the thing is, I'm not sure what modern deck would want to use this. You know, it's. <laughs> I mean, the the easiest comparison that people would make of this is Cyclonic Rift, <laughs> and <laughs> that thing sees does see play, but I mean, with many differences. For one, Cyclonic Rift has an overload cost. Uh, Cyclonic Rift is an instant. And Cyclonic Rift does not target your own permanence, so that's <laughs> yeah. You know, like the good thing about Cyclonic Rift is it wipes the board one like for everyone else, not for you. Yeah. So, um, there's no way to cheat this into like you know into playing it for cheaper. It's like six, no matter what you do. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Like, if you want to reset the game, I guess that you yeah, do I, this. I, I was, yeah. <laughs> Chris, okay. you have this as playable. I, I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> honestly, I I just might I I don't really see this as like a competitive card that you would like play like on one on one, but um, multiplayer when you want to just uh, spice up the game or oh, slow man. it down. You know, however you want to see it. Oh man, I I see it might uh, it might come in handy. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe it's, you can yeah. return all the uh uh what's it called? This is so weird. Yeah, That's well so <laughs> You'll just have like a bunch of lands in your hand after a good amount of turns. You're probably gonna pitch some cards. That's Darren, true. any any thoughts about this? Alright, so this is so this is what you do with this card, okay? You play oh, a God. bunch of dorks, you play a bunch of a lot of like mana ramp, whatever, right? And then uh-huh. you get the six. You 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 float all your mana. You cast this, and you'll probably have like a lot more mana than they do. You <laughs> how long has this game been going? <laughs> <on>? <laughs> I don't know, man. Floating mana after you uh, cast this. This is this is yeah. this is your own mono green Tron, okay? And then you play. I don't know. Uh, you can play a six-six trampling um, giant that Gardner gets off. to now that gets to land onto the battlefield. Okay, okay. So yeah, you're yeah. A, you reset the game, <laughs> but you're ahead, right? That's tr- uh, yeah. I I like how you're thinking with this. Yeah, getting to rebuild first. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I, just, I don't. I don't. I don't that sounds like a really happening. really bad game. But <laughs> it yeah. sounds jank. <laughs> it's it's super jank. The jankiest. Yes. Yeah, weird card. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to move on from that. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're at the last card, right? Yeah. 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 
Uh, Kevin, you want to read this? Sure. The last card is Wonder. It is. Uh, it costs three colorless and one blue. It's a two-two incarnation. <laughs> it's not part of the cycle. <laughs> uh, it has flying, and as long as Wonder is in your graveyard and you control an island, creatures you control have flying. And this is a reprint to modern. So I wonder where you put this. In, what deck you put this in? <laughs> <laughs> So this is this is from a cycle, right? Like they're <laughs> I'm only familiar with the red one, anger, right? Yeah. Anger. Same same thing, but it's the red one. The creatures have haste if you have a mountain, and if anger's in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Kevin, do you do you see this being played? We uh, we all kind of rated this pretty low. Yeah. Um. I I gave it like a small bump above bulk. Because yeah. I want to see this being played, <laughs> but the thing is, I don't see what deck really needs this. You know, if yeah. if blue is the cre- like the color that like utilizes flying a lot, so right, right. Like, you might not even need it at that point. Um, you this card doesn't really serve a lot of purpose on the board, so you want it to be like in your graveyard. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah uh, you can have a bunch of flying crabs. I want to see, yeah, you can have a bunch of flying crabs. It does free, like it does trigger that delirium, you know, a bunch of zero or three flying crabs. You know, if you saw that in real life, you'd be scared. So yeah, it's uh, you have like yeah. a wall of crabs blocking your way. So. Chris, you have this as trash, just <laughs> trash. You, you don't like this card? I, I just think it's yeah. I don't like this card. I think it's, it sucks. <laughs> I probably would never play this card unless I yeah. drafted it. <laughs> I don't think I would take yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do think it's you know, good in draft. You get How stuck about, with yeah. some cards sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah. Darren, any additional thoughts? Um, if you're playing some sort of self-mill, I feel like this is this is, it's a new deck that I'm trying to make. Again. It's a self-mill deck, right? Um, <laughs> You've had a self-mill deck. Uh, true. Uh, but you'll need to be playing blue, so you, I guess I'll need to fix that up so that it is a blue deck. Well, not necessarily. It's an island, not a basic island. Mm. So you just like, like true. slap a shock land in there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, you're, if Dredge was playing blue, maybe... <laughs> Uh, that's flying Hogak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the dream. That's oh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, it's 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 all right. It, you'll have to like work around it. But I think I think if it was um, a self mill deck that had or like had some incidental discard, it'd be good. But I don't know yeah. what that I don't know what that deck is. Yeah, I, I don't know what deck this fits into. It's just too too hard to work around this. Yeah. And like Kevin said, a lot of blue creatures already have flying. So you're probably going to play two color, three colors. Maybe dredge some kind of... Yeah, dredge or uh, delirium deck. I maybe. don't know. Th- th- this is bulk for me. Oh, um, you can play this in like a blue um, living end deck, I guess. Right? Does that Would, would that work in living uh-huh. end, Kevin? Well, but then it just comes back. Then oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you think, though. You're trying to make this work. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just too hard to make this work. Yeah, that's why I put it on trash. 
<laughs> I'm I'm still firm on that stance. Yeah. yeah. All right, and that that uh, that's the end of this list. Chris, how how do you feel about this? Do you like this kind of back and forth? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. It is it is very interesting hearing like everyone's perspective on things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's nice. Yeah, I feel like everybody has some sort of like different perspective in in all of these, especially in, like in blue. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I was curious hearing you guys' thoughts on the cards that I listed, like the comments and uncomments, because I think I listed most of the comments and uncomments on this color. <laughs> oh yeah, I think um, you did. <laughs> I, yeah, I let someone else like try it to see if they see anything interesting. But yeah, if if you guys see any of these like being played against you, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> this is your warning. <laughs> oh no! All right, Darren, a bunch of a bunch of flying, uh, flying crabs, one four crabs. Please no. One four crabs. And oh. that is it for our. Um, this is totally not legacy uh, podcast. Uh, we will see oh, you guys no. next for time for our green set review. What? No, no. Wait, what? Black. 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 Go so, in, in order. Here. Well, it depends on when they watch it. Right? Oh, true, true. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Uh, we'll You'll see, see a different color. Blasphemy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, guys, when we review black.